Hello, I'm Andrea Stevens. Welcome to SJO Daily as we come to Jeremiah 17, where Jeremiah continues to sound the alarm of the impending destruction and exile to people who just won't listen. He begins with a pretty scathing rebuke against the depth of Judah's rebellion. He offers vivid images of the flourishing of those who place their trust in the Lord versus the languishing of those who reject the Lord and trust in flesh and the heart, which he calls wicked and deceitful. The first verses echo the Lord's reprimand in chapter 2 when he says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Well, not only had they turned away from the Lord, but they turned to themselves, trusting in the flesh and forsaking his provision. But I love what this tells us about our Lord, that we have a God that actually desires us, who wants to be our delight and our provision, and wants us to place every need in his hand. Well, now let's look together toward the end of the chapter and read verses 21 to 25. Thus says the Lord, Take care for the sake of your lives and do not bear a burden on the Sabbath day or bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem and do not carry a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath or do any work, but keep the Sabbath day holy as I commanded your fathers. Yet they did not listen or incline their ear, but stiffen their neck that they might not hear and receive instruction. But if you listen to me, declares the Lord, And bring in no burden by the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but keep the Sabbath day holy and do no work on it. Then there shall enter by the gates of this city kings and princes who sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their officials, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And this city shall be inhabited forever. This is the word of the Lord. Our God, who calls his people to total dependence on him, also invites them and us to Sabbath. For us as 21st century Christ followers, Sabbath is different than those of Jerusalem, of Jeremiah's time. Excuse me. We don't follow the law to earn our right standing with the Lord. That's already been accomplished for us once and for all by Jesus. We are free to enjoy the gift of Sabbath, not as a have to, but as a get to. Not to win God's favor, but to enjoy it, knowing that we have it already. The Apostle Paul calls us, God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, and holy means set apart. If we ourselves have been set apart, isn't it fitting that we would take time that is intentional and holy or set apart to be with him? I love what Trevor Hudson says, that spiritual disciplines or practices like solitude and Sabbath are actually practices of friendship. We invest in them to build intimacy with the God that desires relationship with us. I'll share, I'm a relatively new and very imperfect Sabbath keeper. I've tried to be intentional in setting aside a day, a 24-hour period of time to rest from work and worry and ought to's and to worship and enjoy the Lord. And this has created a spaciousness in my relationship with Him that I did not have before. Alan Fadling calls the Sabbath God's antidote for our hurried, harried pace of life. Mark Buchanan says, real Sabbath The kind that empties us and fills us depends on complete confidence and trust, rooted in a deep conviction that God is good and God is sovereign. There is no rest for those who don't believe that. If God can take any mess, any misstep, any wastage, any wreckage, any anything, and choreograph beauty and meaning from it, then you can take a day off. If he can't get busy, either God's always at work 
watching the city, building the house, or you need to try harder. Well, in our passage, the Lord speaks of not bearing or carrying a burden. And the Hebrew word here for burden is masah, which means to labor or carry a load. That load can be spiritual as well as physical. And this brings to mind our invitation from Jesus when he says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's amazing that we have a God who doesn't intend for us to bear our burdens, but wants to bear them for us. It's in times of solitude, like Sabbath, that we get to know the Lord in a deeply personal way. And this knowing breeds trust and confidence and dependence. When I know that he is real and present and loves me completely, then I'm able to trust him in every single detail of my life, no matter how large or small. I find the timing of this topic very significant because this coming Saturday, October 22nd, we'll be offering space to enjoy set-apart time in God's presence, a morning to be still and know that He is God, a time to lay down our burdens. We'll have guided silence, scripture meditation, personal reflection, and if this is new to you, it'll be a great time to experiment with these contemplative practices of friendship to deepen our intimacy with the Lord. If you want more information, if you'd like to sign up, just send me an email. In intentional times of rest with the Lord, like Sabbath, we become able to put to death what Jeremiah condemned earlier, the folly of placing our trust in ourselves instead of him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are a God that wants more than our mental ascent, but you actually want us. It's astounding that you, the God of the universe, want to spend time with us. We ask that you meet us in quiet spaces, like Sabbath. Lord, forgive us for building our own broken, worthless cisterns. And help us drink from you, our fountain of living water. In Christ's name, amen.